Hello, hello. Welcome back to Delicious Tears, episode six. And I truly apologize for the uh, the mic quality the other day. Got some new equipment and I've been working out the kinks. I wanted to test fire it live. That was good, great topics, bad audio quality, but I believe I've gotten it fixed and I, I still wanted to put it out there just so I could hear it and get some feedback from everyone. And I, I do caution this for the critics out there. So this is not for the faint of heart when you say and go off the top of your head. And I don't write anything down besides the topics. And a lot of times it's just uh, a little sheet of paper. Y'all see me when I did impartment. So let's get into it. What I'm going to do now is a weekly rundown of the big stories. Big story number one is $750. That is is what was paid by Trump on one year's tax return. Now, now remember this guy is allegedly, supposedly a multi-millionaire, great businessman, according to some people. But the New York Times story has shown that he's just been flipping money back around. Basically, he's insolvent. If you don't know what that means, look it up. It's a business term. Totally walking, just totally insolvent. Just a walking case of insolvency. But yet, this is the person that people want as a candidate because he was a great businessman. Remember Herman Cain? You know, um, rest in peace to Herman Cain. He was a great businessman, Godfather's Pizza and stuff like that. And he had a very unique um, idea. But it does not mean that you're presidential material. And I'll say this. A president is only as good as his or her cabinet. Your team. And <laughs> as you can see, he's uh, assembled a team of unique individuals. I'll say that $750. That is less than a lot of people just making ends meet out there. It's mind boggling that he's got away from it. But to close it out, remember my saying, the wealthy will never let the wealthy go broke. And if you go look up that story, the things that he was allowed to do financially, a middle class, a person barely above the poverty line, even some people on the outskirts of being rich or slightly within the rich category, whatever that uh, medium is, you would basically go to jail for the things that he's done. If I, I'm telling you one year, <laughs> this is a funny story. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. <laughs> she actually claimed me on taxes one year and I had just went on active duty, but her premise was that I was home long enough so she could claim me. And I was a college student and I got audited everyday people. They wanted their money. See how the government works? This is a capitalist democracy. But moving right along to the next story. And I'm going to end with a bombshell. But I'm going to talk about some of the other stuff before I head to the bombshell story. And um, yeah, it, this is this is sad. We can go down the sports route. Delonte West. Delonte West was unfortunately the butt of a lot of jokes involving uh, LeBron James' mom, whether they had uh, an alleged relationship, 
and things like that was a, a terrible joke that was running around uh, social media whether that was proven or not I don't know uh, it, let me tell you guys something I am not a devout NBA basketball fan basketball fan period I watch the finals that's it I don't pay attention to any other stuff unless it's a really good game I want to see or I go see a, a game live it's just it's it's not my thing um, I don't mind basketball, but I don't break my neck to sit down and watch the game, especially with these uh, time management thing, load management. Come on now. Load management, really? Okay, whatever. But back to uh, Delonte West. Delonte West had fallen on some really, really hard times. And you'll say, wait a minute. He was an NBA basketball player with... Uh, you know, multi-million dollar contract at some point. Not a star, but a, a serviceable player, a good player. Now, you got to remember, 16 guys on the team. So he, he's still an elite player when you look at the entirety of those who are trying to go pro. It's really hard to become an NBA player. Really hard. And uh, he made it. And he, he did a pretty good, he had a good career before something happened. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but... Uh, from reading the story, it alleges that there was some um, some mental health issues. And this goes back to um, a thing I broached upon on Impartment, the old show, about black men and mental health and the stigma that's behind it. Let me tell you something. We are trying to raise tough men and women out there. Okay. But you cannot put a premium on emotions. If you're saying, okay, you're, you're making soft kids and things like that, and you don't take into account to the feelings part of it, you're going to create some people who are emotionally numb and they're going to have a breaking point. When I talk to you about triggers, Delonte had a trigger that in some people's opinion, you might call, might even say is a little loose than normal for someone Um who um, would be in the spot like that, making that much money. And we, we really discount that and say, hey, toughen it up, you know, toughen up, wipe it off, stop crying. Instead of really having a different conversation with these young boys, we're going to take care of the young ladies. We're going to get to the, you know, the, the fine grain material when it comes to our, our girls, our young ladies. But when it comes to our boys and our young men, we tell them, hey, brush it off, keep it moving. But that doesn't address the issue. Then something happens and we all go, oh, I didn't know that was going on. Well, you had your chance to talk to them and you refused because you wanted to be tough. OK, because you don't know how to manage emotions. Being tough doesn't mean being ignorant to the fact that you can reach you can seek help and reach out to people who have your best interest at heart. Hopefully they don't take advantage of you. But to seek help is a sign of strength. And it really bothers me when I, I hear uh, men within my sphere talking about, hey, tough it up. We're creating soft men and women. It means you're out of touch with how to emo emotional strength, resiliency. So stop that. OK, stop. I'm not saying coddle them and, you know, oh, they're there, there. But it's an approach to it. And if you don't have kids, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. All right. You probably don't know what I'm talking about. If you don't have any uh, young males that you were responsible for in their development and they can't have those offline conversations with you that they wouldn't have with their mom and dad, you don't know what I'm talking about. 
All right. One of my more coveted and and valuable things that I have within my life is my nephews reach out to me. They they have the ability to reach out to me. They know the phone is always on and the door is open for them if they need to talk to me because I'm probably going to give them a different approach from their parents. And that's where the, the village, the tribe comes in and taking care of one another instead of saying, hey, you know, you know, hold it in and get over it. Life is not a football game. Sorry. OK, you don't rub dirt on everything and keep it moving. But anyway, back to Delonte West. I had to let me get off my box, y'all, because this really bothered me. Delonte played eight seasons from 2004 to 2012. Most of his time was spent with the Celtics, and he went number 24 in the NBA draft. And like I said, he was a he was a good player. All right, he was a good player, not a great player, but a good player. All right, he averaged not you know almost 10 points, almost four assists throughout his career, and um, it, it says I'm looking at this right now. I, I figured it was a um, a, a mental health issue. Uh, it says. Midway through his career, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, something he struggled with in recent years. He pleaded guilty to two weapons charges. See what I was talking about? The cry for help that a lot of people saw but discounted because he was in the NBA. He had reached a level of success and he doesn't have problems like everybody else. These are humans we're talking about. Okay? So it, it goes along the path of that shut up and dribble where you forget conveniently because of ulterior motives that these are humans now back in 2016 he was spotted a houston area jack-in-a-box and he was he was looking really disheveled and um there people began posting videos of him and that's the thing put the cameras down and start helping people because you want to go viral at somebody else's expense horrible anyway then he was seen in uh, D.C. And he was being attacked. And then again, handcuffed while taken to the police. West accused the dumb man of pulling a gun on him. So uh, Mark Cuban actually reached out to him. He personally picked him up at a Dallas area gas station on Monday in an attempt to help him out. Um, so hopefully uh, Delonte will get on a have to uh, healing and success in a personal manner. Not, he doesn't have to seek out success on a professional level. As long as he's thriving. That's the point. We need him to thrive as a person right now. And uh, that's the part we forget about the mental health part. These are people. These are humans. And you, oh, they're crazy and this, this, and that. You've got to understand your triggers. Things that make you feel extremely uncomfortable where you feel like you're trapped and there's nothing you can do. That's why I keep telling you, don't let people push you into decisions that you're not ready for. Don't feel like you have to live up to the expectations of another person or people because it makes them happy. And you feel like, well, they're happy. I'm fine with it. And they're going about their lives because they got what they want. And you are falling apart because you agree to that. Don't do it be right with yourself because they can leave at any moment when they realize they're no longer getting what they want from you all right that's resiliency right there so that story right there is something i'm going to be uh really really following because um 
I, I'd seen a video of him a long time ago and I was like, wow, what, what's going on? But I didn't dig into it. I didn't dig into it. It's, it's stuff like that. I don't like to read all the time because it's painful. It's really, really painful. And um, there, there's been other coaches that helped him out, that reached out to him and things like that. And here's something I want you all to take with you. When you see people panhandling on the street and you know the resources are out there, not saying this was actually Delonte's issue right here. And you say, well, why are they out here doing this? There's a lot of resources. Well, to to take part in those resources, they have to enroll in um, rehab. And if you know anything about substance abuse and addiction, it's not that simple for people going through that because they, they don't want to give up that, that habit to get better. They really, really have to want to do it or they really have to have a really strong support team to move them along and on that path. So it's, it's not as simple as you think it is. It's just like with veterans. You see a veteran out in the street especially in the city I live in. They dubbed themselves Military City USA and they're, they're serious about this. There's too many resources for us to um, fall into that category. It's either that person's scamming, they aren't really a veteran, or they are a veteran and they are avoiding the, the rehab process to get better and to take part in a lot of these things, these programs that get you back on the path of being a thriving human being. And so we're going to move right along with that. As y'all can see, there's something I'm very passionate about. Uh, making sure everybody's right, but more so right within yourself. So as we move back into politics, it, we we know the death of um, Supreme Court Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has become um, a, a battleground where... You have one party saying nominate right now and the next party saying wait until the new president is elected. And if you know anything about um, uh, how the judiciary system, the federal judiciary system works with the Supreme Court, you are nominated for life. You hold that seat until you pass or somehow, unfortunately, you get removed. Um, Clarence Thomas almost faced that with uh, the allegations against him back in the day. But. You, you want to have the Supreme Court justice in, in, in place because they can move a lot of uh, laws that will f affect society for a long time if you don't have the right people in there or you have the right people in there. So that's what that battleground's over. And uh, yeah. Mm. So what we're seeing now is we're in that that 45 Day, 40 day mark where the mudslinging is getting deep now the the Biden camp is probably rubbing their fingers rubbing their hands together very Birdman-esque going yes when this tax thing came out so you know this is cracking his base because he was talking about all oh, the taxes and the jobs and all this stuff and this dude wasn't paying his taxes so if you are of sound mind and body and you support that party, you're probably going, oh, hmm, there are decisions to be made. There are decisions to be made. I could do a whole podcast on the uh, 
the, the voting process that a lot of people aren't aware of. One thing I want to tell you, early voting is occurring in a lot of states. And what early voting really means is that you avoid the lines. Okay, you don't have to deal with the long lines. And two, you can vote at any polling station you choose. That's the best part about it. That's why you early vote. Okay, you don't have to vote within your district. You can vote anywhere that's available to you as long as you're registered and you're able to vote. Simple as that. That's a that's a great reason. But I'll tell you this. Here's my challenge to you. Stop worrying solely on the presidential side of this election and start looking at these laws. Well, these bills that are being fronted and things that need to be um, approved and things like that. You know, the, the other sub ticket items that are on there. A lot of people don't pay attention to that. You vote straight ticket. I'm good. I'm out of there. And I, I challenge you to research these things that are on that long sheet that long yellow sheet of paper that you take for granted. Look them up. See what's being voted on in this election besides the presidential seat, because those are the things that are going to affect you right away. Trust me, do it. So it, it, it looks like uh, with so much stuff coming out in these these final days, there's a lot of things uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you're talking about potential criminal charges. We see that that doesn't really go far. You know, you know how that goes. You, you take care of each other. So as you get close and it, it looked like in the beginning that he was a clear shot to run away with this. But now as stuff gets leaked by the media and I keep telling you, remember I told you in apartment that everything you see, read and hear is controlled by about nine corporations. So the slant is there. It depends on who's releasing what and who their affiliation and allegiance are. Okay. So think about that. I mean, there's some stuff coming out and it, it should make you think twice. It should make you uh, view it as noise. It should make you make a decision. And that's on you. Vote for whoever you want to vote, but do make an informed choice and do vote, period. OK, do that. It's it's the legal scrutiny that he's facing, you know, potential criminal probes at the last. We're in the fourth quarter. We're basically on a four minute drill right now. And now all this stuff is coming to light and is being pushed. So it's crazy. You, you talk about fraud, tax avoidance. We talked about and. um you know, it appears that they're trying to keep this a secret, but you know how it is. People leak stuff and it's it's things just, you know, he was doing wrong. It, this abuse of office, but basically that's when that's what it comes down to abuse of office. So take it as you may, but do research these things from different outlet media outlets. Don't just stick to MSNBC and Yahoo and CNBC and AP and Reuters and Al Jazeera, which is not a terrorist affiliated media outlet. You know, the, the new, the new Turks read everything you want to read everything, even if it's not palatable to you. So you're aware of what's what they're saying. Okay. What the opposition is saying, what the, the, the things that agree with you are saying, you want to see those counterpoints. Because the counterpoints kind of tell you in the middle what's going on. You, you know it's three parts of every story. It's their version. 
your version and the truth so that's what you're looking for there but once again i like to thank everybody for favoriting the podcast on anchor there's a lot of different mediums you could you could view the podcast on besides anchor you know you you got spotify is a big one and it's it's just amazing how they they push this out for me and i don't have to do it myself a lot of times it's, it's done for me and um wow the link tree thing i did earlier is working it says currently i'm available on seven platforms of course anchor breaker google podcast overcast pca radio public and spotify itunes as well and Castbox. all those things are there so it's it's crazy well itunes i just found out i got to manually link those now and Castbox had to manually link them so but it does those other seven platforms for me and that's pretty dope i, I like that i appreciate it it takes a lot of the the uh, cross-platforming effort away and uh, it's done for me and that's that's beautiful that's beautiful let's get back into sports my ravens got their skull kicked in tonight shout out to the chiefs they are clearly currently the better team in the league right now we have problems and the problems reared their head with the lack of pass rush and sometimes they got to them shout out to ties bowser outside linebacker young guy is on a contract year he really was hustling he had mahomes in his grabs twice and you know mahomes does his thing he got away from him and launched some big plays but our corners even though the ravens have two all pro corners one of them didn't play like an all pro corner he played his game but the problem with marcus peters is that he's a gambler it's risk reward with him and that has reared his head so they really went after him because marcus peters was drafted by them i think in 2013 so they know what he does it's go after him feast of famine he might pick you off you might get plays off of him and what they were doing was giving these guys a lot of cushion if you know anything about the chiefs wide receivers they basically have a uh four by 100 meter relay team out there which the ravens is trying to mimic right now they're trying to get their own uh you know world-class sprint relay going on themselves <laughs> but it showed last night that they are currently uh they're rolling they're clicking all the problems they had against the other teams apparently they've been fixed i think it's just the fact that they were playing a very familiar opponent and they knew they had to bring their a game they could not play like they played against uh the chargers and the texans because they knew what the ravens were going to do to them some of the the shining spots from that game was gus edwards gus edwards is in the final year of his rookie deal and I, the Ravens need to keep him. He's the battering ram running back. He, he's pure power. He slimmed down a little bit. You're talking about a guy who's six foot one, two thirty ish. He falls forward. He's going to get you three yards. He just falls forward. You just people, people just fly off of him when he gets ahead of steam. But Gus did his thing again tonight. Uh, Mark Ingram was was serviceable. Uh, J.K. was he was great in the passing game. J.K. Dobbins reminds me of Ray Rice. He even wears Ray Rice old number. 
it just looks like Ray Rice again out there, which means um, if he plays anything like a healthy, um, non-bulked-up Ray Rice. Remember that year Ray Rice tacked on some muscle and he lost a lot of his agility and he just sluggish because he gotten hurt the year prior. Yeah, it, J.K. Dobbins looked like a young Ray Rice out there, and that's a good thing. I, I'm not going to talk about personal issues at all. That's no business of mine. But the, the, it's one game, okay? But the the problem with that loss is those are right now the two teams that are picked to see each other again in the AFC Championship. And you know, the, the playoffs have expanded, but only one team gets the bye. Only one team gets the bye. So, hey, <laughs> if it comes down to it, the Ravens would be the two seed if the season end because of the head-to-head loss. But yes, they played uncharacteristically horrible. They played worse than um, they played against the Titans, in my opinion. It was just a bad game. Bad game defensively. Now, the, the front four took care of the run. I will say that. The, the Monstars, as they call themselves, and that's Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf. And um, Big Baby Williams, you know, um, those guys did their job. They they're as built. You, you it's tough sledding on those guys, but the pass rush, Judon, Bowser, uh, it's Ferguson. The, these guys aren't getting it done. And I do believe after this game, Eric DaCosta is probably gonna look at the cap space. And we have to pull the trigger. You know, the NFL blocked the Ravens from getting Jadavion Clowney. And what he would have done was freed up Judon because Jadavion Clowney isn't, his thing really isn't pass rush. He's a run stuffer and he gets hits on the quarterback and he gets pressure because he's so athletic. He causes a lot of problems. The pocket collapse on one side when you're playing against Jadavian. So if you got him being disruptive, it's basically feast of famine. Um, do you focus on Judon? Do you focus on Jadavian? But the NFL blocked that out of the whole super team and parody thing. So yeah, just mm, rough game. But the Ravens did battle back. They did battle back. And shout out to uh, Devin Duvernay out of University of Texas. That guy has been flashing that he might break a long one the past two games, and I called it in my write-up, and he broke a 93-yarder. Um, No shout-out for Mark Andrews. He had a case of the Butterfingers this game. A um, couple of errant throws by Lamar. Yeah. But nothing – there was a play where Willie Sneed – and Miles Boykin collided, I think. Or what was that? Uh, Nick Boyle. And that caused a problem on the play. So it, it's, it was just a bad game. It was weird. Like, they they played, like, oh my goodness, the beginning of last year. That's what it, it looked like. But as you can see, they were talented enough to still claw back into it and score some points. But 20 points, 24 points isn't going to do it. 30, 17 points isn't going to do it against the Chiefs. You got to go 30 plus on those guys. And you, you got to keep Mahomes on the bench. So when the Ravens weren't able to uh, 
get him off the field and run the ball. They started the game off well. And the times they did run the ball, they did well. But the defense kept putting them in situations where they had to score fast. So they were forced to throw the ball a little bit. And they did keep uh, Lamar kind of sort of bottled up. He did at 84 yards rushing. So uh, enough with that. Move on to next week. They have um, what should be a victory is a go down the road to the Washington Football Club and uh, they'll take care of business against that team. Hopefully they do have some weapons. They just look dysfunctional right now. The Washington Football Club. So, yeah, one loss isn't going to kill your season as long as you don't put together a string of one losses. So, hmm. Of course, we have the Lakers and the Heat going at it for the NBA Finals. I'll probably watch that here and there. Like I said, I'm not a big, big fan. The Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Not a huge hockey fan either. The Major League Baseball postseason has started, and that has been expanded. Shout out to my Orioles for being competitive this year. One thing about Baltimore, we love the Orioles. Good bad and different because we know it's not the team we know it's the ownership peter angelos in his scrooge mcduck ways has killed that team Ugh. chris davis what's wrong with you i think i could go in and be more effective than you right now and you were part of crush city when the orioles had like four dudes that had 30 plus home runs a couple of years ago what is wrong do you need glasses hmm. chris davis might need glasses but my, my dad made me a devout Orioles fan when I was really, really young, back in the Cal Ripken rookie season with Jim Palmer, Tippy Martinez, Eddie Murray, you know, all those great players back then when they won the uh, World Series, I believe it was 82-83. But he ingrained that into me, Orioles, Orioles, Orioles. Matter of fact, um, one of my biggest Father's Day memories with him was... Um, a couple of years ago when I was living in Maryland, he came over and we had dinner. We were chilling, um, having a few adult beverages and he fell asleep. Shout out to 20 grand. <laughs> and they were playing the hated Yankees. And they were getting their heads crushed. The Orioles put 13 unanswered runs on the Yankees. I was I was like, Dad, Dad, wake up, wake up. They came back. They're winning. It's the eighth inning. He's like, get out of here. And he wound up scoring two more runs. I think it was like 14 to 7 or something. They just went crazy. And that was the last time they were competitive. I believe that was 2014, 2015 or something. So that's painful. But moving right along. <sighs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's. We're going to close this out on the sporting side. The Ravens signed a lineman that I thought might take Marshall Yonder's place. Offensive guard Marshall Yonder, future Hall of Famer. I was hoping he would play one more season. Because I think this is the season. I would like to say this is the season. So they signed DJ Fluker. DJ Fluker played for uh, Seattle previously for two years before um, he was drafted by the Chargers originally, I think in 2013 it was. Let me check it out. Now, this is a two-part story. 
yeah. He, he was um, signed by the Chargers in 2013, then he went to the Seahawks on a two-year deal. Then uh, the Ravens picked him up. Well, a couple of months ago, he was um, involved in a domestic violence situation where his partner, his, his girlfriend, his daughter's mom, had struck him several times. And see, th this is why this is being minimized. DJ is about 6'4", 320. He, he is a mountain of a man. And people are going, yeah, right. Believe it or not. Yeah, right. But after seeing a couple of interviews with him over the years, his temperament leads you to be like, it's nothing violent about this guy besides his play on the field. He's he's a big bear, big teddy bear. Um, the, the team says, you know, he's funny. He just has a, a, a very unique personality. He's great to be around. And, um, you know, it's what some people would call a softy in a, a nice way. And she's taking advantage of his nice personality by um, repeatedly beating on him. He's come out and talked about this several times with the charges that she's faced. So uh, last week, she actually absconded with their child. She crossed state lines. She kidnapped their daughter. And uh, she was arrested on the 22nd and charged with kidnapping a child younger than 16. Uh, was released that day on bond. The charge per report carries a maximum penalty of 30 days in jail and a $250 fine since she's related to the child. Fluker wrote in a complaint that he has fear for the safety of Darda. I don't feel safe during this time. So this is something that uh, a lot of people are looking at closely and a lot of people are dismissing. We are... I told you about the burning desire to be the victim at all costs. So when she was um, confronted by law enforcement, she said she only poked him, but he was bleeding from the nose and had uh, bruises on his face. Yeah. Then there's video evidence of this. So I'm curious about the charges she would get because this this is like an issue for me. She should be maxed out because she basically took advantage of this guy's nice temperament, knowing that he's a, a nice guy. He wouldn't do anything. So, um, yeah, men get involved in situations like this, too. And I know what it is. He, he's, he's probably compelled to stay there because of their daughter and put up with it. But um, no, DJ, leave. OK, leave. Press charges and leave. Because she would do the same to you or worse. Clearly, she does not care. And she's banking on the fact that nobody's going to believe you because you're a big guy. Stop it. Okay? Stop it, young lady. So, we're going to close it out on that. I'm at the 35-minute mark. I told you it might be 30 to 60 minutes. And uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with you all. Like I said, uh, the... Once I put the link out there and did the little uh, publicity run, the the listenership has doubled from what I'm looking at. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. So I'm going to keep pushing. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend. There's something a little different where I didn't uh, do the usual topics and stuff like that. So I do appreciate you all for listening in. And like I always say, tell a friend to tell a friend and just be a good human. 
It takes care of everything. And I'm out of here.